0: Hey folks, welcome to uh, another Friday waffle. Uh, How many times have I said that phrase? Do you not get sick of watching the waffle? You must do. I mean, seriously, what else can I be saying? I've been making these waffles now for since 2013. Um, I mean, I must have run my course, and I'm going to. I'm going to ask a serious question: Do people still enjoy the waffle? Honestly um i'm assuming if you're commenting you're going to see you do and i suppose the people that don't want to watch are am going to watch it and therefore i'm not going to comment so that's probably a, a stupid thing but yeah i do it's, it's one, like one of these things i always think that everything does have a sell-by date you know you don't want to be doing the same thing over and over and over again and i think if i was to retire the friday waffle uh, you know, nobody could ever say, um, or I couldn't ever think to myself, oh, I gave up too easily because, you know, I've been doing it now for, it'll be coming up for 10 years. Maybe what I should do is look to see whether I did my first Friday waffle and then uh, keep it going for 10 years. But then you do know that I'm going to keep it going beyond that anyway. But let me know, do you still enjoy the Friday waffle? I mean, out of all the videos that I make, it's probably the, it's got the least number of views, which... I completely understand because it's not something that is really going to be watched by anybody other than people who are regular with the channel. You know, people, most people that watch the waffle have probably been watching my channel for a long time. They kind of know what I'm about. They know who I am. Um, Because yeah, you're not going to. You're not going to stumble over the fiddly Waffle and watch it because, quite frankly, it's dull and uninteresting. But uh, yeah, anyway, I hope you're. Uh, I hope you're all good. I'm just burping. I had a uh, had a fish supper earlier on. Do you not find that as you get older, your uh, your lack of being able to eat food gets worse or gets better? Yeah, what I should say is your ability to consume food. Is uh, more difficult. I mean, I find that you know, years ago I could have eaten a fish supper absolutely no problem. But I find now, as I've gotten older, even halfway through it, I just I've had enough. Um, don't know why. I've never I've never been one for having a massive appetite. I must admit. By the way, you, you can hopefully see some uh, DVDs at the back of me. When I moved into this house. <laughs> When was it? August 18th, so I've been here four years now. Wow. Um, I was going to get rid of all my DVDs. I thought, why am I hanging on to them? Because I've got, I've got Netflix, I've got Prime Video, God knows what else. I thought, why am I going to hang on to DVDs? And then I thought to myself, well, you know what? I'm not going to uh, sell them. You're going to get pennies. I mean, you can go to, you can go to CX and pick up DVDs for 50 pence, so then I thought to myself, well, come the apocalypse when the internet goes down as long as I've still got a DVD player, which I technically don't have apart from a PlayStation 4 I can still watch films where everybody else, when Netflix goes down nobody else can watch films, but I will, because I've still got all my DVDs and you know what, there's something quite nice about kind of still having them when you think of all the money when you think of the money that you spent over the years on uh, on DVDs, I mean, when I think back to the, I can still tell you my first ever DVD that I bought online was uh, Braveheart. It'll be there somewhere, and it was. I can't remember. I, if it, I think it was. Uh, I think it was from Amazon. Back in nineteen ninety seven. There was a uh, Amazon was just the place you bought DVDs it didn't <laughs> you never knew it selling anything else. I mean it sounds ludicrous now I mean Amazon sells everything but back in 1996 1990 yeah, it was 1997 when I first got the internet there was two places you bought online for videos. there was Amazon and there was play.com which was in Jersey so it depends. Depends on what video it was, the prices, I would buy buy it from either or. Um, I used to buy all the director cuts and all this kind of bollocks and you know what, I don't think I've watched a single director's cut of, uh, of DVD, crazy. I was going to say something else uh, and I've completely, I should really make a wee list uh, of stuff to talk about. Anyway, I'll just make up as I go along. Gaming wise this uh, yeah, gaming wise this week I've been using this and I'm gonna do a video obviously. Ugh. There we go, at long last the Steam Deck has arrived. It's it's lovely. It really really is. Um I'm gonna I'll let you see it later on in a proper video. It eventually arrived. Uh when did it turn up? Was it Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, it turned up. It arrived in the UK on the f- on the Monday and I didn't get it until the following Tuesday. Um, actually, it was getting to the point where I was going to contact contacting uh, Steam and telling them that this thing's disappeared. I'm not going to get it. But yeah, it's great. Um, when I first got it, first thing I did, obviously, was put emulators on it. And I was having a, a few issues, um, but that's just me because I'm a bit stupid. Got it working now. Um, I mean, it's it's ridiculously powerful. I mean, you can play. I was playing. Uh, I was playing Mario Kart on the GameCube. Uh, no, on the Wii, the Wii version of uh, Mario Kart, and it plays absolutely flawlessly. And you know, obviously, as far as the uh, you know playing the uh, Steam games. It's awesome. Really, really good. So, yeah, I mean, if if, if mobile gaming is your thing, then I would go and check it out. You know, it's quite a bit of money, don't get me wrong, but uh, I will, I'll do a proper video. So what's been uh, to kind of the Dell Boys thing in the news this week? Every single morning, you know, the first thing you do when you get up in the morning, you check your phone. And on my phone, there's always... Uh, there's always headlines from The Telegraph. Now, I don't subscribe to The Telegraph, but for whatever reason, there's a, you get a headline. And every single morning, we're getting closer and closer and closer to a nuclear war. I mean, the one that I, I saw this morning said that Russia was... I think they were saying Russia is telling the rest of the world to brace themselves for a nuclear attack. And it's... When I think back to the, the 80s when we were, you know, we were going through the Cold War, I remember the threat of a nuclear war was very, very real. Jump cut. Sorry, folks. Uh, <clears throat> yep, the battery ran out again. I really should make a point of uh, making sure it's fully charged, but not not to worry, not to worry. Uh, yeah, so nuclear war, yeah, back in the 80s, um <clears throat> The threat of a nuclear war was very real, to the point that you know the the, the government was. Uh, have I? am just. Have I noticed about? Did I have that zoomed in? I think I must have. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, to the point that the government felt the need to put out all these uh, public information <coughs> films about what to do in the event of a nuclear war. If you're outside, you should lie face down. That's going to. That's going to save you. If you're in the house, then you should build a shelter out of mattresses and suitcases, and also doors, which apparently is going to save uh, save you. So yeah, it was very, very, very real. And nowadays, I, I read, I was looking, I've been doing a bit of research, and they reckon that if a nuclear war was to happen now, they wouldn't even, they probably wouldn't even tell you. I don't know, even if they would. Actually, give you uh, if you get the four-minute warning. I mean, I think it's it's proven that these public information films were absolutely ludicrous. They were a lot of rubbish, but they put them out there to almost like any appease people. Um, but anyway, yeah, getting back to where we are now, I think the the old uh, the old adage about crying wolf. If somebody says they're going to do something, if somebody threatens that they're going to do something to you and they never do, and they continually threaten you, you know, they keep saying, t- I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and they never ever do, then it gets to a point where you're like, yeah, whatever. And I think that's where I am with uh, the the Daily Telegraph's uh, constant threats of a nuclear war. Every single morning we're, we're you know, we you better, uh, get ready for one and it never happens. <laughs> not to say it isn't going to happen. Personally, I don't think it will, because if it did happen I think uh, I think it would be the end of the world as we know it. Um yeah. So yeah, gaming wise, like I said, I've been playing the playing the steam. Um in the what do you call it, in the news Twitter Elon Musk now, I don't really pay much attention to the news at all, and uh, things like Twitter. Now, apparently, Elon Musk has uh, has said that people who want to have a blue tick must pay £8 a month. Now, I did not have a clue what the hell they're talking about. I mean, blue tick, what's a blue tick? A blue tick is apparently verification that you are that person. So, in other words, I don't know. Let me think of somebody, Ed Sheeran, we'll take him for example. There's probably, there's probably people out there who will uh, pertain to being Ed Sheeran when they're not. And uh, Ed Sheeran has probably got a, a Twitter account and the way for people to know, or the way for Ed Sheeran to tell people that that is actually him and it's not somebody else, is to apply for this blue tick and uh, yeah apparently Elon Musk is uh, going to charge eight pounds a month which sounds like a a bizarre amount I mean it's it's I don't know it's it's kind of there's something wrong in the world when you're the most most rich the richest person in the world and you're taking service which people have been using for a long long time there's been no charging and you're going to come along and start charging eight quid a month The people that are going to use that eight pounds is nothing i mean what what is i don't understand what is the purpose of him charging eight pound a month don't get it i really really don't get it um but you know it's like all these things if if it gets to a point where uh, they do start charging people to use Facebook or Twitter or Instagram then people are just going to stop using it and you know what I'm actually one of these people that would actually think that's not a bad thing I mean I go on about uh, I go on about what you call it social media all the time I know it's a bit uh, it's a bit rich coming from somebody who's sitting making a, a video for YouTube I don't have a problem with YouTube because to me, YouTube is like TV, it's programs, it's educational sometimes. There's things you watch. The social media that really hacks me off is... It's not even, it's, you know what? It's not even just social media. It's just smartphones in general. I mean, I was out with uh, I was out with my, my girlfriend on... Uh, was it last Saturday? Last Friday? I can't remember exactly. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was out with her and uh, we went for a game of pool and there was a young couple sitting at a table and the pair of them, the pair of them were glued to their phones. They were sitting next to each other and they were both on their respective phones and then at one point she came off the phone and he was just, had his head down in the phone for like two hours. We were playing pool for two hours and... She looked absolutely bored rigid because he wasn't talking to her, she was in her phone, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I just think it's uh, it's shit, it really is. Um, oh, yeah, just kind of talking about smartphones and that. I had uh, I it by myself, a Nokia, I think it's a 3310, bought it second hand. Did I get it off Amazon? I think it was, didn't cost me a lot of money, I've got a sim in it. And uh, when I was out last Friday, um, I went out with my mates for a, a few drinks We I ended up going to this kind of rock club. And uh, <laughs> the, the bouncer or the guy came up to collect the glasses and he went, Oh, is that, is that yours mate? I went, yeah, yeah. He went, oh, that's that's, oh, that's awesome. I've seen one of these for years. And then he disappeared and about 10 minutes later, he came back with another bouncer and he's like, oh, go and show him your phone. Another guy wanted to see my phone. I think he was a younger guy, and the boy's like shaking my hand. He went, "Oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> I've never ever had attention before because I had an old phone." But uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop going on about social media because I do go on about it all the time. It's something that really, uh, I'm I'm starting to really detest it, big big style. Right. Anyway, enough enough about that. Gaming-wise, have uh, I've been playing anything else apart from the uh, Power Wash Simulator, still playing it, I can't for the life of me figure out what is so addictive about the game. I think it does, uh, it does kind of tick my OCD when it comes to uh, cleaning things. I suppose when you think about it, we've been playing games like that for years I and mean, you take like uh, Amadar where you've got to fill in squares. You're effectively colouring things in. And Power Wash Simulator is effectively that in reverse. You're, uh, instead of colouring something in, you're just washing dirt off things. It, it sounds ridiculous, it sounds pointless. It is pointless, but then, is any game not pointless? I think most video games are pointless. They're, if it brings you pleasure, then what's the harm in it? And uh, yeah, I can't get enough Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> try it if you get a chance to try it. If you've got Game Pass um, for your Xbox or your PC, you can uh, you can play it for free. It's one of the free uh, Game Pass games. Give it a go. Um, but yeah, I've not been playing. I've really. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at down there. I mean, what have I got there? I've got my I've got my Switch. I was playing the Switch for quite a lot and then for quite a while, and I've just kind of stopped using it. I've got my mini C64, I've got the big C64, I've got the Xbox. Uh, I've got the original Xbox as well. I'm, I'm, I should say the Xbox C6. I've got a mini Amiga. I've got my PC engine. Not my PC engine, my uh, PlayStation 4, I've got all these systems and I've uh, I've just not been playing them. Um I don't know, I'm a I'm a weird animal because I'm constantly going about that I don't play stuff and then I go and buy buy one of these but I'm really 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 starting to come around um, to the point that I think I think having too much in too many places I mean I've got all these different systems and you've got to plug them in and all that kind of bollocks whereas I think if I just had my video games in one place, then I would probably be more likely to actually play it. Um, I'm really, really seriously, seriously thinking about starting to uh, get rid of stuff Um, and I mean I've mentioned before I am on the the hunt for a a mister, um, hopefully hopefully I'll get it before long, um, one of my mates got his and he, he loves it, he's been playing it, he's only had his a couple of weeks and he, he absolutely loves it, so I think uh, I think once I get the mister, I think I will seriously start to um, sell stuff, please let me know if you're interested and if you want me to kind of let you know what I'm selling because there is going to be a lot of stuff, um, I mean I'm, I'm going to sell stuff even like Matari 800 you know things that have, that have been like the holy grail for such a long long time but i'm at that point now is what is what is the purpose of hanging on these i know there's there's people who are probably starting off collecting stuff and when you're when you when you get into the hobby for the first time you want to amass as much stuff as possible and i've done that i've had all the systems Um, All the obscure systems, like the Sword M5. I wanted one of these for like 40 years. I got it and I never ever played it and you know, I've since sold it. Um, But yeah, I'm getting a bit... uh, I'm starting to drown in hardware and, you know, the ability. I mean, I'm looking down there. There's one of these... uh, What's it called? Raspberry Pi. Is it 400s, 4000s? I mean, I bought that. Never use it. Never, ever, ever use it. I've got my Raspberry Pi arcade stick underneath there. It's got every kind of game under the sun. I don't know why I'm moaning. I'm just moaning constantly, and you know, I've I've got a YouTube channel and yeah, uh, all about video games, and yeah, I very, very rarely, very, very rarely play them. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of apologies about this waffle. I've just realised when I'm making these, sometimes I just think. That is shit. You know, uh, I'm quite tired actually. I'll probably look at it. I've got big bangs under my eyes. Um, it's quite late at night. It's Thursday I'm recording this, so I'm... Uh, yeah, apologies for it being a bit crap. Like I says, let me know what you think of the waffle. Um, should I continue to do it? I think what I'll do is I will keep it going. If, if the general consensus is it's run its course, then... Uh, what I'll probably do is keep it going for like 10 years and then just go cut it. It might be that it's something that I'll do on the odd occasion when I can be bothered rather than having it, you know, I've got to do it. And that's the thing. It it is a thing, you know, when I'm going out on a Friday, I think I've got to get the waffle done and it does become a bit of a noose around my neck. Um, Let me know. Right, listen, I'm kind of... I'm really conscious that this is a shit, uh, shit waffle because I've not really made any effort to actually come up with stuff. So I'm going to have a quick wee look and see, uh, is this going to work? No, it's not going to work. I don't know. what. No, it's not working. Uh, right. Let me just jump into uh, YouTube and look at last week's, last week's uh, thing. Where are we? Your videos right friday waffle from last week i don't know if there's any questions i'll quickly squint right ian hunter <clears throat> is saying he's looking forward to the famous me <laughs> meister uh a lawn boys posted 1975 alien abduction camping trip don't tell them anything no matter how much they probe you <laughs> yeah i was mentioning about uh My mate Dave, um, I've not spoken to Dave for a wee while, but we've been threatening, or he's been threatening to come up here for such a long, long time and uh, I need I think I'm going to have to drive into Bristol and uh, drag his sorry arse up here and get this, uh, this thing done. Uh, Wee Bob Art. Great to watch along, but as YouTube takes an age to upload HD, sometimes this was watched back with the fuzzy goggles on. Your voice sounded the same as mine after night the night on the pints. Only ever happens when I'm, on, when I'm on the pints. Cheers for answering my non-question on the camera issue and space on your PC. Yes, my rendering process has stopped working mid-video due to lack of space in the drive. I had this last week and took me it took me three attempts before I realised I didn't have any space left. I don't have a question this week as my brain is not working. Hope you have a great sort of a great rest of your weekend. Thank you very much, Bob. Right, ah, nice to see uh, Dale Boy back again. If you could go back in time and you were allowed to watch one Laurel and Hardy film being made, which film would you like it to be and why? After the film is in the can, you're allowed to ask Mr Laurel and Mr Hardy one question each. What would be the question and why? Uh, good luck, main me Meister, and all that you do, and have a happy fireworks night. Turn in cheek on that one. Thank you very much, Dale. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Lord Hardy films, um, but I'm trying to think. I mean, I, f- I love Lord Hardy, I really do. Um, all the shots. In fact, I'm just trying to see where. Uh, there we go. Oh my God, I can't even, I can't even read this. Right, let me think. You know what, there's so, so many classics, but one of my favorite sketches, the one bit of it is the one, I can't even remember the name of it, where uh, Oliver Hardy's in hospital. Uh, He's broken his foot, I think it is, and uh, Stan Laurel goes to visit him. And then uh, when he gets in, Oliver Hardy says, uh, Oh, it's, it's really nice, nice of you to come along and, uh, and visit me. And then he said that he was bored and had nothing else to do. <laughs> and then it cuts to Oliver Hardy, and he's got that expression where he's just kind of stares at the camera. And then uh, he goes, Oh, have you, what's that in your bag? Have you got me some candy? Anyway, no, no, no. she says, I've got you some of my boiled eggs and nuts, and he's like boiled eggs and nuts. Mm. <laughs> it's just uh, you need to watch it. Uh, it's just it's the comic timing of these guys is just absolutely pri- absolutely priceless. I mean, uh, yeah, there's there's so many. I mean, it's like when somebody asks you a question, your brain completely goes. Uh, you just you forget everything. Another one of my favourite ones is uh, the one where the Oliver Hardy's got gout, and he's uh, the doctor comes to see him, and uh, he he recommends that they uh, go and get get fresh air, and uh, they drink water and lots of it, and they end up they, they hire a, a caravan thing, or they borrow a caravan and they go up into the hills, and just before they they get to the the sort of spot that they're going to be camping at or parking at. There's a, a kind of shootout, and you know this was during the prohibition when alcohol was illegal, and the guys uh, pour all the alcohol down the uh, the well, and of course when Stan and Laurel get there, they're bringing up all the water out of the well, and they get pushed, But, yeah, just, there are so many absolutely classics. I mean, I'm just looking here, I mean, it doesn't actually tell you. Yeah, I'm just trying, I don't know how many shorts they made. I mean, you're probably talking, I reckon you're probably talking about, I dunno, 50, something like that. Plus they made, uh, this box set contains 20 classic Laurel Hardy films and various shorts. Um, Yeah, absolutely brilliant. If I could ask them both one question. Now, I know Dell has said in the past that when he uh, gets asked a question, he'll read the question and then he'll spend the rest of the day thinking about an answer so that when he comes to record his uh, his blog, he's got a good answer. I don't do that. I'm not that prepared. You know, I just read these questions and try and answer them right away. Um, ah, I'm trying to think. I think it would be it would be nice it doesn't really matter what one. Um it would be nice to ask them what it was like to to be making films back then. Um you know, how did it feel that that's more than one question. How did it feel were they aware of the were they aware No, this is a question that I'd be answering asking them if they were alive now and what I was gonna say was were they aware at the time, back in the nineteen twenties, that what they were making was uh, was still going to be enjoyed, you know, a hundred years later? No, if it was, I think if it was back back in the day, I'd probably ask them, uh, what was their favourite, what was their favourite short, and why? And I, I think the other one would be, who was their, who influenced, have they got any sort of like hero, comedy hero, what was their influences? I'm assuming they're going to say, I mean, Charlie Chaplin, was he before Harold Lloyd? I think Harold Lloyd was before Lorne Hardy, so it'd be interesting to know, like Buster Keaton as well, interesting to know um, what that would be, who their hero would be. But uh, anyway, listen, that's a, a, a pish answer for a good question. Uh, and thanks again, Dell. I do appreciate it, buddy. And the last one from Melfi Swinbuckle. This is always a, an absolute doozy. Do you think that programmers who develop a port of a game for a system from the arcades or from the older systems and port the exact same game from scratch onto another system are missing a trick? I'd have thought that if you've gone to all the trouble of designing a game so that it's exactly like the game you're copying, it's a bit of a waste. I'm going to read that again, Melfi. Do you think that programmers who develop a port of a game for a system from arcades or from an older system would port the exact? I don't know. I don't know, Melfi. I think. See, here's the thing. When you... If you play a, a good game, whether it's an arcade game or whether... As a C64 owner, you play a Spectrum game that you think, oh, that's great. You want that same experience on your computer. And, you know, I was always disappointed when they announced that uh, an arcade game, an arcade port was coming out for, like, the C64, and when it came out, it wasn't, Exactly. You, you knew that it was never going to be exactly like the, the arcade, obviously not because the, the, you know, the hardware is inferior. But when they changed the levels on the game was nothing like it, I always felt disappointed. And when I've been making all these Arcade Perfect my arses, any game that came out um, for the NES, invariably the, they would change it, they would change the graphics, they would have extra features and to my mind it was you were spoiling it you were taking it was like it's like getting a recipe for your favorite cake and then you decide you're going to add extra chocolate or you're going to add whipped cream and whatever you end up spoiling it so i i think it it's all dependent on the actual game you know if you could take a game that maybe wasn't that great and decide right i'm going to uh, i'm going to add maybe a couple of extra levels or I'm going to tweak it a wee bit, try and take out the bits that didn't make it such a good game and enhance it. You know, we've all seen it, you know, with films as well. They'll take maybe a a simple plot for a film and then they'll try and overly overly complicate it. So I think it really depends. It depends on what the original was like. I mean, uh, if you're wanting an arcade perfect defender, you want an arcade perfect defender, you don't want them to add in cloaking devices or, you know, little drones or whatever, you don't want that. Um, so I think it depends on the game. Um, I mean there's been some games that have come out and then they've, uh, they've what do you call it, they've added to it when they've brought out a sequel or they've maybe ported it across a different system, added bits and then some days made it a better game. So. I think it all really depends on the the game, uh, Mulfi. Yeah, why not take that engine you've created and once you've made the original game then make another game with the same engine and put your own spin in it. For example, Devil's Temple does this to some degree. The programmer could have just made a straight up Port of Kung Fu master but instead made something unique adding to the game that inspired it instead of just producing yet another remake of an old classic that can now be played easily through emulation. Yeah, absolutely great point. I mean, uh, Graham, Graham Cowie has absolutely nailed um, Devil's Temple. If you have not played it yet, it is now officially out there. You can go and get yourself uh, the big box version of it or you can pay for a digital download. Um, i <laughs> I've completely forgotten all about that until, uh, until you mentioned that game there. Funky, I know I'm going about all the time, but Funky Spectrum, George, um, you know who he is. He has done a, it's not a review, he's played, he did do a review of Devil's Temple a few weeks ago, but he's put out another video and uh, <laughs> there's a, an Easter egg in it. And uh, yeah, the one of the bad, one of the end of boss, uh, one of the end of bosses at the end of the level is Top Hat Gamer, and I think it's Lady Decade as well. And uh, it's absolutely hilarious. I will put a link to George's video down below. If you're only going to watch one video this week, make sure it's that one. George is an absolute genius, he really is. He just, he cracks me up. You just have to look at the comments in his videos. He's, he's on a different level from everybody else. I mean, I I think I'm right in saying that Jordy's subscribers in the last sort of month or so have just rocketed. I think he's, he's, I think he might be on more than me now. Uh, Yeah, I think just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, he was on maybe 2,000. He's he's effectively doubled his subscribership and it's absolutely deserved because uh, George is that much needed boost of originality into the, the YouTube community. It's just, it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, and I, I spoke to Graham Cowie and I said, is that in, the, in the, the main game? He went, yeah, he said he couldn't resist it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go and there. Uh, when this video finishes, it's going to be finished in a few minutes. Go and watch George's video down below. It is absolutely hilarious. It really, really is. Um, anyway, listen, apologies about kind of the lack of content this week. I think I've only done the one, which was the eight games that came out in the mega which you probably didn't know. I've got a few other similar kind of videos like that that I'm going to... Uh, I just need to make an effort and get them out. I've got quite a few, blimey it's only, I need to uh, sit down and get recorded as well. I was actually thinking about, I was coming down from uh, Aberdeen, Uh, when was it, today actually and listening to a few podcasts and I was just wondering would anybody be interested in if I was to do like a weekly podcast I know you're probably thinking well you can make a video as well as make a podcast but I don't know, podcasts are different I think when when you're making videos you're conscious you've got to kind of make something for the viewer to look at Whereas a podcast is just talking. Let me know if you, what you think. I mean, how many how many people watch or listen to my Friday Waffle podcast? I think Del Boy does it when he goes out for his walk. I think he always watches it or listens to it. Um, I'm interested to know what you guys think. Would there be mileage um, making a podcast? What do you think? Maybe maybe the blame It's Only should actually be done as a podcast. I don't know. I don't know. I'll need to think about it. But anyway, you know, guys, I've been twiddling on quite enough. Apologies about a pretty piss-poor Friday Waffle. I'm always really self-critical with these. Uh, and sometimes I think when you're not in the mood or you're too tired, it would honestly be better to uh, not record them. But uh, I always like to try and get them put out there. But again, let me know what you think. Should the waffle continue or is it time to put it to bed? All the best TV programmes are only fools and horses. They all have a limited shelf life. You get to a point you're thinking, right, it's time to retire it. Maybe my Friday waffles should be put out to grass. Let me know what you think, guys. I will be along, as always, uh, Sunday night, 7 o'clock until 9. Have a great weekend. And as always, thank you very, very much for watching. See you.